pain has reached epidemic proportions in America. I'm Dr. Paul Christo. This is Aches and Gains. Dr. Paul Christo is one of America's leading experts on relieving pain. He's board-certified, Harvard-trained, and a pain medicine specialist at Johns Hopkins. U.S. News and World Report ranks him as a top doctor and among the top 1% in the nation for pain management. Becker's Review selected him as one of the 70 best pain management physicians in America. He's listed as a super doctor for the Washington, D.C., Baltimore, Northern Virginia area. Aches and Gains is a weekly talk show covering all aspects of pain and pain relief. The human impact is real. Older adults, children, and even infants struggle to cope with pain. But there's hope, and there are treatments that can ease pain and suffering. The show offers compelling stories about people who've found relief. We share cutting-edge treatments from contributing experts, and we offer ways to help people cope with their pain. Welcome to the show. Do you like the scent of spices in your kitchen or flowers in your garden? These aromas can give you a boost of energy or lift your spirits. Scents can be powerful triggers of memory and emotion as well. How many of you remember a particular moment in time when you unexpectedly come into contact with an aroma? Aromatherapy is the science of using highly concentrated essential oils from plants or even the peel of citrus fruits for therapeutic purposes. We're talking about essential oils like lavender, chamomile, and peppermint, for example. They're most often applied to the skin or inhaled. Most of us are turning to aromatherapy as a complementary and alternative medicine option for alleviating pain, managing stress, and enhancing relaxation. Anne Hill suffered from 25 years of sinusitis pressure and pain that affected her eye and ear. She'll discuss how a combination of essential oils has produced benefits far beyond her expectations. Then Kamiyar Hadayat, expert in medical aromatherapy, tells us how to reduce pain and unpleasantness safely and most effectively. Aches and Gains is supported by Medtronic, Purdue Pharma, Teva Pharmaceuticals, Millennium Laboratories, Atlantis Health Group, Boston Scientific, and DepoMed Incorporated. For live online listening to Aches and Gains, please go to paulchristomd.com. To access podcasts of the show, please go to paulchristomd.com. If you have any questions or comments for Dr. Christo, please email him at achesandgains at gmail.com. Anne Hill suffered from severe sinusitis for 25 years, causing painful pressure in her ear and eye. Traditional medicines helped, but aromatherapy made all the difference. Anne, welcome to Aches and Gains. Thank you. Give us a sense of the type of symptoms you were having. Started with, um, well, I was like 23, mid, mid, mid-20s. I started getting stuffy nose, post-nasal drip, and coughing up phlegm. Mm. Over the years, maybe until I was my late 30s, it started getting worse. I couldn't breathe through my nose, painful pressure over the right eye, right ear pain, infections, bronchitis, wow. sinus infections, and allergies just triggered the asthma. I can't imagine that that wouldn't have a big impact on your life. It was painful. Ear infections, um, on bad days, I'd have this pressure over my right eye. Mm. It would interfere with what I was trying to concentrate because you have this pressure just pounding on that eye wow. and would not go away. No, it sounds terrible. And what treatments did you use before incorporating aromatherapy? Allegrity and um, Musinex, which is, yeah, it was over... Legrity was prescribed, Musinic, um, it was over-the-counter, but I graduated to other medicine down the road by um, ear, nose, and throat doctors and allergists. And were they effective? Short-term, 
absolutely. But I had to take them like two or three times a week on the bad days, maybe once a week on the good weeks. Did you have any side effects associated with them? Regular Allegra, regular Claritin wouldn't do the trick. It had to be the D. And um, I would have to take it very early in the morning or I would never get to sleep at night. Mm -hmm. And then I was jumpy throughout the day. uh, And towards the evening, then I started calming down. And by the next day, of course, it's worn off. And that's why I was calm. But then I'd have to start the cycle over again if the nose was still stuffed and the eye pain and the ear pain was still there. Yeah. So over long haul, I was prescribed Omnaris by an allergist and that cured pretty much everything, but I had to get off it because um, I have glaucoma and that just worsened the eye pressure increase. And then you found aromatherapy. Have you found that certain fragrances uh, particularly appeal to you? Certain fragrances actually aggravate me. I know for a fact eucalyptus leaves would scent my sinuses, very, uh, very, very congested. Mm-hmm. Lavender would. Scented things would always send my sinuses. Well, even the eucalyptus leaves would send my sinuses um, into a congested state. Well, you know, if we think of aromatherapy as a, the, the therapeutic use of essential oils that are either absorbed by the skin or inhaled, which did you try, and, um, and how did you apply them? I tried the ones that was absorbed by the skin. The um, oil was placed on my forehead. Mm-hmm. On each side, outside of each nostril, and then uh, with a finger, I would also, or cotton swab, put it just inside the nostril, too. And Anne, how are the specific combination of essential oils chosen? He took these um, biology of function tests, Mm -hmm. which shows how much um, estrogen balance there is, how much sugar is being absorbed by your body, um, how much um, adrenaline is being produced. He looked at the overall blood profile, and I don't understand totally, but based on all those test results, thyroid panels, he gave me tinctures uh-huh. for to drink for sinus. He said, but you're going to need to have the additional aroma aid to really make the two work together, and that's what happened. Okay, so Dr. Hadiat, uh, the aromatherapist, after analyzing uh, the series of blood tests that you had done, then prescribed a combination of essential oils in the form of a tincture that you took orally, as well as a topical application of the essential oils. And, uh, Anne, what is specifically in the combination of essential oils that you're using? It's comprised of oils from peppermint, black pepper, lavender, lemongrass, frankincense, and clove bud. Once in the morning and once in the evening. You know, uh, among the several essential oils that you're using, both peppermint and lavender have been specifically useful in treating pain. We have to take a break, and when we come back, we'll talk to Anne about when she began to experience a change in her symptoms. I'm Dr. Paul Christo, and you're listening to Aches and Gains. Aches and Gains is supported by Medtronic, the global leader in medical technology, alleviating pain, restoring health, and extending life for millions of people around the world. Teva, a leading global pharmaceutical company committed to increasing access to high-quality health care by developing, producing, and marketing affordable generic medicines, as well as innovative and specialty pharmaceuticals. Millennium Laboratories, a leader in the science of toxicology and pharmacogenetics, is transforming the way healthcare professionals monitor and manage their patients' medication therapy. Through the use of advanced technology supported by research and education, Millennium helps practitioners personalize care for patients. For more information, please visit www.millenniumlabs.com. Welcome back. We're speaking to Ann Hill, who had a 25-year history of pretty severe sinusitis, causing right eye and ear pain and pressure. Ann, you started using uh, aromatherapy 
topically and, and orally, actually. When did you start beginning to experience a change in your symptoms? At first, I didn't like it because my nose was not used to having something inside it. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't making me sick. It wasn't giving me headaches. That was the main thing, as long as it didn't give me headaches. Right. After about a week, when I got used to it, I could feel the difference. If I would just have the tinctures, I would notice a little congestion stuffiness. Mm-hmm. But once I started using that aroma aid twice a day, yeah. the stuffiness didn't want to come back. It just stayed away. So I said about two weeks before it really kicked in. That's pretty fast, though. And how quickly does it work? Now it just actually smells good. Mm-hmm. The minute I apply it, it just seems the nose really clears up extremely well, and that carries through till the next dosage, mm-hmm. as long as I'm not exposed to smoke and extreme pollen or in a dust-filled room that's a warehouse. Mm-hmm. Have, you had, have you undergone any tests that support your impressive response to aromatherapy? The histamine went like from a 900 to 190. Wow. That was like tests that were taken a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. So there's also evidence that my histamine reaction and levels has gone down tremendously. Wow, that's fantastic. How does the aromatherapy, I mean, how do the essential oils make you feel? I mean, relaxed uh, or, or lavender, for example, when inhaled is thought to have a sedative effect. I mean, does that occur? It's a nice, pleasant scent. And then within a few minutes, I just feel even such a free ability to breathe. Mm-hmm. And that in itself is so relaxing. Mm-hmm, and I bet very liberating. Have the essential oils controlled your sinusitis pain? Oh, yeah. Um, all the pain's gone, mm-hmm. and aromatherapy and the tinctures stops the stuffiness from even happening. That's got to be a relief. Have you been able to stop the other medications you were using to treat the sinusitis and pain? After a couple of months, I would say that's when I could just depend on aromatherapy and the tincture and not worry about any medicine, any sinus rinse, nothing. Wow. I mean, that's pretty amazing. Just this two months of the aromatherapy, and then you were able to stop all traditional medications. How long do you sense the aroma once it's placed in your nostrils? It probably lasts about maybe uh, about 10 minutes at the most. Okay, so the scent goes away in about 10 minutes. But do you continue to have symptomatic relief of your sinusitis symptoms, like the pressure, the right ear pain, the right eye pain, and the congestion? That's what's amazing, yes. And Dr. Hudayat said that should happen, and it did. Now, if I stop using it for a whole day, then there's a possibility if I'd use no aromatherapy and just the tincture, Mm -hmm. then I'd notice sometimes if I forget to use it for a day, Uh then the stuffiness can come back the next day. But what's so intriguing is that the beneficial effects outlast both the topical and inhalational application of the aromatherapy. So you're, you're getting symptomatic relief even though you're not smelling the aromas anymore, for example. And how has aromatherapy changed your life? About 90% of the time I don't lose it anymore. I get upset over the silly little things. Mm-hmm. It made me very relaxed. I can breathe. I feel healthier. Um, I'm not hyperventilating. When I exercise now, I used to get really winded. Yeah. I can exercise for a whole hour without even getting winded. Well, that's great to hear. What a change in, in your lifestyle. And have you experienced any side effects from the topical use or, or the inhalational use of these essential oils? I mean, things like um, itching or headaches or anything like that. No, and I'm surprised because usually perfume and scented things send me crazy. Yeah. There's no headaches no um, awful smell, nauseous. No, there is, there's no rash. Oh, definitely no rash, no itching, no coughing, no swelling of the face or the mouth or the tongue. No side effects. Well, you know, uh, that's great to hear because some of my patients who use some of the topical, say anesthetics, for example, for pain relief, may report some uh, rash or some itching. Overall, how much of a difference has aromatherapy made in your life? 
Wow, 100% improvement. That's huge. What about the pressure pain that you described before of the sinusitis? I mean, causing the, the right eye and ear discomfort. Uh, that's all gone. And sometimes that would actually, it would be similar to a headache in the eye. Mm-hmm. So you would just feel like, I just can't do anything right now. Let me take some medicine because I got to keep on going with my daily activities. Right. So let me take my medicine so we can get rid of this awful pain because I don't have time to sit there and just lay on the couch. So I get over it. And finally, would you recommend aromatherapy for others in pain? In the right hands of the right doctor, aromatherapy can be a lifesaver. True, as can be other pain therapies, either traditional or alternative. And I want to thank you so much for joining us today on Aches and Gains. Thank you. And up next is Dr. Kamiar Hadayat, expert in medical aromatherapy. I'm Dr. Paul Christo, and this is Aches and Gains. Aches and Gains is supported by Purdue Pharma making a positive impact on healthcare and on lives, reminding everyone to safeguard medications in their home. Atlantis Health Group. Atlantis is a comprehensive multi-specialty physician group committed to enhancing the quality and process of healthcare delivery across the country. Visit AtlantisHG.com. Boston Scientific, a leader in microelectric implantable technologies used to treat chronic neuropathic pain. Welcome back. Dr. Kamiar Hadayat is an expert on medical aromatherapy. He's published on the use of plants and essential oils for various diseases and directs the Full Spectrum Health Center in San Diego, California. Dr. Hadayat, welcome to Aches and Gains. Thank you. Nice to be here. Aromatherapy is is different from going to the mall and enjoying the scent of a Yankee candle. I mean, isn't it? What's the difference? That's a great question. Medical aromatherapy is based on treating people with essential oils, Mm -hmm. which have an aroma, but the term aromatherapy really comes from the chemical structure of the compounds, which is called an aromatic ring in the terms of chemistry. So aromatherapy does involve the effect of scent, of natural um, extracts, but aromatherapy can also be Uh, applied on the skin. Mm -hmm. It can also be taken internally under the guidance of an experienced aromatherapist. And it can be used in other forms, such as a rectal or vaginal suppository. Well, no, I didn't know that they could be used uh, rectally or vaginally. Dr. Hadayat, can can shampoos, body oils, uh, I mean, bath salts be considered aromatherapy? Aromatherapy can be any smell that you enjoy, but that effect is generally limited to your psychological well-being. That's why we go back to the term medical aromatherapy, which means using uh, natural um, extracts from plants Mm -hmm. for a specific medical purpose. In this case, shampoos, bath salts, and candles, 99% of the time use artificial chemicals, Mm -hmm. which can actually induce an allergic reaction or migraine headaches or worse than TMJ or other types of pain issues, ironically. Right. You know, uh, aromatherapy seems like it's really grown as a complementary and alternative medicine technique for things like easing pain, uh, reducing stress, and promoting relaxation. I would agree with that. Over the last 40 or 50 years, mm-hmm. the interest and in accessibility uh, to aromatherapy has grown by leaps and bounds around the world. Why is that? Well, aromatherapy is actually one of the oldest healing arts, and uh, there are Egyptian medical papyri which uh, talk about the use of these aromatic plant extracts to heal people. Mm -hmm. So it's really an ancient science which is found in uh, every healing culture around the world. 
but um, there's a French uh, medical surgeon who popularized aromatherapy in the 1950s named Jean Valnet. And since that time, his students and other people have been able to promote uh, the science of aromatherapy Mm -hmm. and the practical, everyday use of it. Speaking of the historical use of aromatherapy, plants like the willow were used or even used to treat pain as far back as 2,000 years ago. Kamiar, aromatherapy uses essential oils therapeutically that are either absorbed on the skin or inhaled, typically. What are essential oils? Essential oils are very small compounds uh, they generally weigh less than 400 kilodaltons, mm-hmm. which is smaller than most drugs that we would use in medicine. And they are extracted generally through a distillation process where you use steam to extract these oils. They're very concentrated, and by the nature of them being small, they uh, very quickly vaporize or aromatize into the air. Mm-hmm. So they're basically carbon and hydrogen compounds, very simple molecules. Right. How about the peel of citrus fruits? Citrus fruit is the exception to the distillation method. And here, uh, they just put the uh, skin in a press and squeeze out the oil. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, most people use aromatherapy every day and they don't realize it. If you make a cup of peppermint tea and you smell a peppermint smell, that's actually the essential oils in the peppermint that are coming up and you're benefiting from from that and your tummy ache or your headache is going to get better before you take the first sip of tea just from the essential oil. You know, I didn't know that. Dr. Hadaya, let's now talk about how aromatherapy alleviates pain. When you smell um, an aromatic uh, substance that's used in medical aromatherapy, let's say, let's take, for example, clove. Mm -hmm. When you smell clove, there's a nerve in your nose called the olfactory nerve, the first cranial nerve. Right. This nerve will uh, synapse or touch base inside the brain, and it will go to the master uh, endocrine gland, the hypothalamus. It'll go into the limbic system, which is the part of the brain that uh, affects mood and uh, pain and memory and these types of associations, and it'll also go to every other part of the brain through indirect connections. So Mm -hmm. in less than one second, by inhaling essential oils, you start to change the hormonal and neurotransmitter composition because uh, an essential oil like clove uh, has been shown to induce a calm state of relaxation and to stimulate the production and release of GABA, which is like your natural volume. Mm-hmm. And so just by breathing clove for a few seconds, a toothache or uh, throbbing nerve pain can start to be diminished because you start to reduce the factors in your body which amplify that feeling of pain. Mm-hmm. So the, the odor, the molecules of the odor, travel through the nose to the olfactory bulb of the brain, then on to the hippocampus and amygdala, which are part of the limbic system. And these regions help to process pain and may modify unpleasant sensations. Yeah, and the frontal cortex. So it starts to affect the way you think about pain. Mm-hmm and how you anticipate or fear more pain coming and all sorts of other things. Another way that it's thought that aromatherapy uh, can reduce pain is that pleasant odors produce slow and deep breathing. And, and we have data that show that 
uh, slow breathing reduces pain. And there are some experts that suggest that the slow and deep breathing suppresses the sympathetic nervous system, which in turn can influence pain processing. Yes, uh, absolutely. There's a number of essential oils which uh, can produce this effect. And uh, again, inhalation is going to be the main way that these oils work. Mm -hmm. They're going to go down into the lungs. And so Um, essential oils like thyme, for example, can help open up the airways and make it easier to breathe. Wow. I mean, maybe we should uh, incorporate that, that is thyme and other essential oils to a greater extent for breathing problems. We have to take a break. And when we come back, we'll talk to Dr. Hadayat about how these essential oils, when applied topically, work to reduce pain. I'm Dr. Paul Christo, and you're listening to Aches and Gains. Aches and Gains is supported by DepoMed Incorporated, a specialty pharmaceutical company focused on developing and commercializing products to treat pain and other central nervous system conditions. To access podcasts of the show, please go to paulchristomd.com. That's paulchristomd.com. Follow us on Twitter at drpaulchristo, and like us on Facebook, Aches and Gains. And we're back. We're speaking with Dr. Kamiar Hadayat, uh, expert in medical aromatherapy. Uh, Kamiar, if the essential oils are applied topically, then uh, they're absorbed through the skin and go into the bloodstream. How do they then act to reduce pain, ease stress, and alter mood? There's actually three ways that this can happen, even with a topical application. Mm -hmm. One is, like you said, when the essential oils are rubbed on the skin, because they're so small and because they're easily absorbed into oils, the natural oil on your skin, the sebum, um, allows the oils to penetrate effortlessly into the circulation right below the skin. And in this way, it can circulate around the body. Mm -hmm. The second method is that the body heat uh, of a person is enough to vaporize these essential oils. And in this way, you go back to inhalation and stimulating the olfactory nerve. Right. And then according to a number of animal studies and human studies, we can actually document that the essential oils go into the lungs. And as you know, as an anesthesiologist, you can absorb gases and liquids through the lungs to get into the bloodstream, and we can actually measure Mm -hmm. metabolites of these essential oils in people's urine. Uh, Kamiar, there are several active components in essential oils that produce uh, their pain-relieving effect. One of them is eucalyptol. Would you elaborate on that? Yes, eucalyptol uh, as an agent is most commonly found in eucalyptus. It's also found in some forms of um, rosemary and other essential oils. Uh It does have direct pain-relieving effects. Eucalyptus as an essential oil, which is about 70 to 80 percent eucalyptol, not only does it have direct pain-relieving effects, but studies in humans have shown that it it, uh, suppresses the release of inflammatory compounds, interleukines, as well as leukotriene. Okay. So it reduces inflammation, which plays a a role in pain, and it has a direct analgesic or pain-relieving effect. And eucalyptus is actually a digestive aid. Hmm. And by improving digestive function, it reduces overstimulation of the pancreas. And, and overstimulation of the pancreas and excessive release of insulin can also play a role in inflammation and delaying uh, healing. Mm-hmm. Do you mean ingesting the eucalyptus? 
if for chronic treatment of pain, I would recommend, and I do actually recommend that people <clears throat> ingest a small amount of uh, eucalyptol or eucalyptus as a whole essential oil with their meals. Wow, interesting. We're out of time, but please join us for another fascinating show on medical aromatherapy. We'll continue to delve into how to use essential oils for pain relief and stress reduction. Dr. Kamiar Hadayat, I want to thank you so much for joining us today on Aches and Gains. Thank you, Dr. Christo. I enjoyed it. The views and opinions expressed in this radio program are solely the views of Dr. Paul Christo and do not necessarily express the views of this radio station and Johns Hopkins University School of Medicine, nor an endorsement by any or all of them of any of its content. This show provides medical information, not advice. Please consult your personal physician before engaging in any course of treatment or use of any of the techniques or products discussed on this show. Discussion of particular uses of products on this show have not been approved by any of the manufacturers of such products. To access podcasts of the show, please go to paulchristomd.com. That's paulchristomd.com. Aches and Gains is produced by Tom Blair and Ty Ford. Elsa Langford is the technical consultant and engineer. Dr. Paul Christo is the executive producer. Thanks for listening. This is Aches and Gains with Dr. Paul Christo.